Well, my guests tonight, the accolades speak for themselves, including a state championship in 2013. He's been the longtime head coach of the Mount Carmel Caravan. Brian Hurry joins me tonight. Uh, Brian, thanks for taking some time on this Friday night to uh, come on and talk about uh, one of the probably one of the more talented players you've uh, had the privilege to coach. Hey, Josh. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been uh, an exciting and, and a great couple of days, to say the least, um, for everyone associated with Mount Carmel baseball. So really cool right now. Yeah, I bet. What has it been like for the for you in the past couple of days? I, I know uh, you, you've. I guess you've kind of been. Uh, running around as as far as the uh, media outlets go here in Chicagoland, how has that been for you? No, it, it's it's been a really good busy. Um, you know, in the days leading up to the draft, you know, it was kind of anxious. Um, you know, having Alec Thomas two years ago, um, who myself and my coaching staff thought for sure was a lock first rounder, <laughs> and then it didn't happen. So, um, as much as confident we were that Ed would be, we were still you know kind of anxious and nervous. Will this really happen for Ed? Uh, when the Cubs called his name, it was just kind of euphoria and uh, a lot of emotion. So um, just so happy for Ed and his family. Absolutely. So before we get into the Ed specifically, I want to go back to when this pandemic sort of got going. How far along were you guys in in, in preparing for the season? Uh, and, and when exactly in the timeline did you guys have to stop things? Well, we have, a, we have what we call a winter conditioning program at Mount Carmel, which is open to all students. Uh, we start that right when we get back from Christmas break in January. Um, that's a, that starts at 6 a.m. before school. Um, so we, we had a lot of work put in. Um, we, we have a strength coach that comes in. Uh, again, getting back to Alec Thomas, uh, his father was head strength coach of the White Sox. Um, he referred a guy named Jason Griffin to our program. So, um, you know, we were full go into it. We were ready to go. Uh, we were about I think 10 days into practice uh, and the day that everything went down, I, I, our last practice as a team was March 12th. Um, there was a, um, an, I think a cross tracker for the Texas Rangers that was actually at our practice filming um, at, go, you know, going, we were doing defense that day, going through the drills. Uh, about a two hour practice, about an hour into it, the kids were taking a five minute water break. And the scout came over to me, he goes, can you believe what just happened? And of course, I don't have my phone for their practice. He said, they just canceled college baseball and my heart kind of sunk. I said, well, what do you mean? Till like April 1st, he goes, no, Omaha, it's done. And I had like the worst feeling and I, I wasn't sure. Like, I was trying not to show too much emotion to my guys, but I kind of felt in that moment that I just kind of knew that we, that our season was in jeopardy at that time. Uh, and it was, it was a real shock um, to hear the scout tell me that in that moment, but I still wasn't convinced our season would be over, but, Deep down inside, my instincts told me that our season might be in jeopardy. So, unfortunately, um, the 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 effects on this have been long term. What was the message to your team uh, when it was for sure that the season was 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 done? You know, the message of the team was, you know, heartfelt. I my heart broke for them, um, all the guys, especially the seniors. Um, but, you know, but one of the lessons that that we've instilled in our guys is. You can't always control what happens to you, but you control how you respond to it. So I just reminded them as hard as it is that our controls and our response, um, make sure that, you know, we're staying positive, that we're working hard, um, even though we're kind of on lockdown, do what you can at your house or um, whatever you could do to continue to try and get a little bit better every day. Um, and just reminded them that this will not last forever uh, when this does end to try and stay, and ready, stay as ready as you can. Absolutely. So take me back to, 
we're on Ed Howard now, and this I've seen a little bit of tape on him a, a while back, and I do remember the the Jackie Robinson West days. Um, your first impression, wh- like when did you meet Ed, and what were your first impressions of him? You know, this is kind of a unique situation for me. You know, typically I, I don't meet kids as early as I met Ed. Um, my shortstop when we won a state championship was a kid by the name of Jerry Houston. Um, and Jerry, like Ed, was one of the few guys I've had that started all four years. Jerry and Ed's older sister were really good friends. And Ed kind of idolized Jerry. Jerry was the class 4A player of the year in 2013. He went on to uh, But anyway, Ed's, you know, this 10, 11-year-old kid who's, you know, sister has this guy that plays shortstop at Mount Carmel. So Jerry started bringing Ed around the Mount Carmel program when he was about 10, 11 years old. He'd be our bad boy in the dugout. He'd come to summer camps. He would take drills with us. So, um, and even at that moment, he was just small, but he was fundamentally advanced. Like, oh my God, this kid's going to be special um, when he gets older. So, you know, that, that goes that far back. And I think Ed would even say, like, he knew probably about sixth grade um, that he wanted to go to Mount Carmel um, if his parents could provide that opportunity for him. And uh, luckily they did, and it ended up happening for everyone. So you knew from what was it at that time where where you you saw the advancement in fundamentals, or was it until you saw his day in and day out preparation and play on the field that you you thought that you know there's a pretty good chance. I'm not sure where and when, but there's a good chance that that Ed's his his position in the draft is is that is definitely there. Well, going back to like again when he first started coming around, he would he wasn't shy. You know he he'd jump right into the drills, even though he was small. And even, you know, the older kids that, you know, I had, a, I had a number of D1 players on that team back then, and he would jump in the drills and everyone was like, oh, my God, you know, who is this little kid? You know, and how, how smooth he was, you know, going back to 12, Barry Larkin, a major league, you know, Hall of Fame shortstop nicknamed him Silk. Um, and that's really how he looked, you know, going back to in, into our drill work. Uh, and then, obviously, I got to know him on a much deeper level when he got to Mount Carmel and learned about his work ethic. Um, his character, his love for the game. Um, and throughout it all, he has just stayed humble. He's continued to work hard um, and just has continued to try and get better. Um, and even on that Jackie Robinson team, and we, there were a lot of really good players, and um, we did get a few of them to come to Mount Carmel. But we saw something special in that just from, you know, like I said, his fundamentals, his love of the game, and um, looking at his dad. His dad's a pretty big guy. We're like, he's not going to be this small forever. I mean, this is going to be the kid that we thought um, could be something really, really special and things just worked out. So a lot of, you know, Cubs fans and, and baseball fans, their, their only um, impression of, of Ed is the videos that have, that have kind of gone around social media. Can you take us behind the scenes a little bit of, of what type of person Ed is? Like if I were to say Ed Howard, who's that guy? What's he about? What, what would be your answer? Well, I think Chicago needs to know, you know, especially the Cub fans, which which I am too. I've been a Cub season ticket holder since '03. What they would want to know is, you know, when Theo Epstein took over, you know, his biggest challenge I felt and still do was changing the culture of the Chicago Cubs. You know, they for a long, long time were these lovable losers. Um, and Theo took over. He hired Joe Madden, and they had to change the culture to a winning culture. Um, and that's not easy after 100 plus years of losing. So getting back to Ed, it's just, I think that what Theo was trying to do and he has successfully accomplished building learning culture is he has drafted a winner. He's drafted a high character guy. He's going to be a great teammate, great in the clubhouse. Um, and he's got a ceiling. It's just going to get better. Um, but just in, in terms of, you know, guys that you want to be around, um, 
guys are going to spend, you know, a long time together, six, seven months a year together. Uh, he's he's going to contribute to the culture that Theo has created. So I just think it's a great, great pick and a, and a great fit for what Theo is trying to do and has done. So when we go into the draft, maybe a couple days before, what were the conversations between you and Ed and maybe his family? Was there any, you know, back and forth between you guys? I'm um, not too much. Um, there was a little bit. I shared with him the teams that were contacting me. Like if I got a call, like just the day before the draft, I got a, a call from the, it was a three-way call from the general manager, the angels and the scouting director. And, um, you know, we talked maybe 10, 15 minutes. So when I had calls like that, I would share with mom and dad, Matt, Hey, this is the phone call conversation I just had. Um, with any team that would happen just to keep them in the loop of, of who was contacting me, uh, and what was going on. So that was really about it. Um, and it was just, you know, we all knew it was kind of out of our hands and whichever team, you know, really wanted them, that's, you know, that's what was going to happen. And I'm glad the Cubs, uh, for a lot of reasons, I'm glad it was the Cubs that chose them. So you mentioned before that you, you've you coached, um, you know, players that have gone D1 and, and you know, you can look it up on, on baseball reference and, and uh, other websites that, you know, there's, here's these players that have played and, and have gone through Mount Carmel and you being there, you know, 99, you, you see a lot of them. Um, What's it like to, to be a high school baseball coach and know that not only are you helping mold these young men as they come in as freshmen, you get to watch them at their at their most proud moment, and that being getting drafted, getting a, a D1 offer. What, what's that like as a head coach? You know, I tell you what, I, I mean, I, I feel so lucky and blessed to have the job that I have, and I, and I am vocal with that to my team. You know, year in and year out, how lucky I feel. Uh, to wear that uniform. Uh, Mount Carmel is a special place. I didn't go to Mount Carmel, but I joked that they had me at hello um, with their commitment to excellence and whatnot. But I've had so many great memories. I mean, going back to, um, you said 1999 was when I was first hired as the head coach. Um, don't want to leave names out, but, you know, Cesar Carrillo back in 05 was a first rounder. Um, I got, when we won, the year we won the state championship in 2013, um, right after we won, I went right to Omaha to watch Chris so he could play with Indiana in the College World Series, which was a huge thrill for me. And then last year, Kale Thomas starting second base in the Michigan in the College World Series. And um, I think myself and my staff since 99 have had, I think it's now with that signs, like 19 players signed professional contracts. So it's just, I, I, I love baseball. I have a passion for baseball and to be able to share, and like you said, these special moments with guys that mean so much to me. Um, I'm the luckiest guy around. And I really mean it not to get too corny, but I, I really feel that way. What is the, uh, this may be a tough question. This is like picking, eh, I don't know. It might be like picking your, your favorite child. What's uh what's a better feeling? The 2013 state title or continuing to watch players like Ed Howard and so on get drafted. No, we, we you know, as, as a coaching staff, I've had guys from the beginning. We've always said that the real state championship trophies are the guys that go on and succeed. I mean, I've been doing it, you know, since 1999. We've been in three state championship games, and we've only won one, you know, in 20 plus years. So, um, the idea is to develop these guys, prepare them um, to be ready to succeed at the next level, and that's ultimately our goal. Sure, we want to win, and our goal, you know, the bar is set high. We want to win a state championship every year that we take the field. But the real trophies are, you know, the, some of the guys that I mentioned earlier, um, and, and there's so much pride in that. So. Um, Winning the 2013 title, of course, that's going to be something that uh, is going to mean a lot to me forever. But 
there's a, a lot, a lot of kids that have gone on and done really well that, you know, like I said, those, those are our real trophies. I saw on the schedule and, I, and I, forgive me, I, I don't know if this is something that that's done every single year, but on this year's schedule, um, there was a game against JCA Joliet Catholic Academy at Wrigley field. Is that something that, uh, that you guys do every single year? No, that was, again, it was, it was going to be uh, just an incredible experience for, for my players. Uh, it would have been the first time we've ever played at Wrigley field um, or, you know, or any major league ballpark for that matter. But that was something that the Chicago Cubs um, set up, um, you know, with Ed being a top prospect they were eyeing. And I think Julia Catholic had a top prospect as well. So we were contacted, you know, over the winter, would we be interested? Of course, uh, we were chopping at the bit for that opportunity. Um, but unfortunately, due to circumstances out of control, it never happened. Yeah, well, unfortunately for, for you know, some names on the roster – you know, it's, it's an unfortunate thing, but Ed, if you're watching, if you're listening, isn't it funny how things work out? Um, one thing that I really, (laughs) yeah. One thing I really, really respect about, uh, the, the research that I've done about you is, is it's been, it's been stated that you're not afraid. If someone calls you up and asks you about a play, you're not afraid to tell them the good, the bad, and, and maybe things that they need to work on. So if you, it's been a little publicized, but Tell me what what does Ed need to work on in the next couple of years as he develops and as he as he kind of transitions into into professional baseball. Well, I make it very clear, you know, to my players, even when they're fresh and when I address them, that you know, when I talk to college coaches or pro scouts, and you know, we've mentioned some of the kids that I'm going to tell them the truth. So if you have work ethic issues, or if you have an attitude issue or anything, when the college coaches or pro scouts call me. I'm going to tell them the truth. So what you want me to tell them, you got to remember that. Um, and I mean that too. I, I've had to, you know, not that often because most of my guys are great self-motivated kids that work hard. Sure. Um, but if that's not the case, this guy, I mean, I owe it to them to tell them the truth. But, you know, as far as Ed goes, I mean, Ed is, um, you know, I had one scout director say, he, we've been researching this kid for three years. We can't find anything wrong with him. He seems too good to be true. And, you know, I told this guy, I said, I can understand why you would feel that way because, you know, he almost seems too good to be true, but he's not. And he's actually more than that. You know, great teammate, great in the clubhouse, great work ethic. Um, so, again, that's, that's part of the reason besides his athletic skill, why I think the sky's the limit for him. And I, I really strongly feel he's going to be a big league shortstop for a long, long time. So uh, the what I'll, here's what I'll leave you with. Uh the first game, first game at Howard, let's just say, let's just say it's sooner than later, which we're all hoping for, for the kid. Um, he's a shortstop for the Chicago Cubs. Are you there? Without a doubt. You know, I, I mentioned we've had, uh, and now I think that'll be 19 players signed professional contracts. So I've been the coach out of those 19. Think about how hard this is to make the big leagues. Yeah. Had one, one out of the 19. Uh, and it just so happened that his major league debut was in Milwaukee, which was a short Short, you know, less than two-hour drive, and myself and my staff were there early. Couldn't wait, couldn't wait to get in the ballpark. And the same will be, you know, when Ed makes it to the big leagues. You better believe I'll be there. Absolutely. Well, um, Coach Hurry, I, I really do appreciate you taking a little bit of time on this Friday night. And uh, I know you've been a busy guy. I'm sure that's going to continue over the next uh, week or so. But um, I really have to commend you on uh, on a great program and. Um, obviously the, the character of Ed Howard, you know, it reflects a little bit on you as well as a coach. So, um, job well done. And I don't know how much that means coming from me, but, uh, 
Again, I appreciate you taking the time tonight. I do appreciate it, Josh. Thank you. There he is, Coach Brian Hurry of Mount Carmel. The caravan got a draft pick again. Round one, number 16 overall. Cubs got a good one uh, is, is is really all I can say. The guy is silky smooth. There's a little bit of Tim Anderson. Um, the, the fielding is the fielding is 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 definitely there. So um, again, we appreciate Brian Hurry taking the time and uh, good luck to him as well as Ed Howard moving forward. That'll conclude the stream tonight. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed and um, we will talk to you guys on Monday.